Welcome back to the Fight Hour. Uh, today I'm be doing a a, re, a review of last week's fight, which was UFC Fight Night Gustin versus Smith, and then the boxing fight, uh, Anthony Joshua versus Andy Ruiz. Um, and then after that, I'm be breaking down UFC 238, and that's pretty much it. The other boxing, I mean, there's boxing this weekend too, but I doubt really. I, mean, I don't think a lot of people really gonna care about it. Uh, it's, it's Triple G versus, I think it's Steve Rolls. That sounds right. I don't fucking know. Um, but, yeah, that's the boxing fight. So, I'll start off with the UFC card. Um, pretty good card. Uh, okay, I kind of just want to talk about the co-main event and the main event. The co-main event was Jim Manuel versus Alexander Rakic, Rakic something like that. Um. You know, I, I had I had never heard of, Rick, I'll just say Alexander. I never heard of Alexander. Of Alexander. Um, so that, that's what that's why last week I picked Jim Manua. but I mean, goddamn, did he, he? Now I know. Now I know who he is. Um, he fucking kicked Jim Manua into a different dimension. He had him doing damn near the Rocky pose. Um, a beautiful. A left head kick, knockout. Uh, you're now light heavyweight has it went from being such a shit division just like a year ago, year and a half ago, and now that division is. I mean, the division. I, I think John Jones is always going to be a champion as long as he fights, but at least there's more contenders. Where before it was like John Jones is in the top, but who is there really to for him to fight? And now, you know, he's on top. I, I think everybody expects him to be on top. But at least there's people that, you know, that we kind of want to start seeing him fight. Um, but if you just think about, you know, two years ago, we would have never seen him fight Anthony Smith. We would have never seen him fight Thiago Santos. But now that the division is getting kind of better, we, we're going to see him fight those, that, those type of guys. Um, you know, there's Dominic Reyes in the division. Um you know, Alexander now in the, in the division now. Um, so, you know, it, it, it turned into a, uh, a way better division. Probably probably better than what it has been in, in a couple of years. Um, and then the main event, uh, Gustafson versus uh, Anthony Smith. And, you know, Volkan Uzumir versus Yuri TV got canceled. I forgot why. I, I, I don't really think I even looked I looked into why. Um, but I forgot I canceled. So then we got uh, Alexander Gustafson versus Anthony Smith. Uh, really, it was a pretty good fight. But I, I don't know. I don't I don't know if it was a fight at night. I don't think there was a fight at night. I think it was all uh, performance of the other night. Um, but that was pretty good. Uh, I thought Anthony Smith was in control of damn near most of the fight. I felt like he edged out round one. I feel like he won round two. I feel like Gustin got round three. Um, I feel like that's, that's the round Gustin kind of started to control the range a little bit more, uh, land way more leg kicks, which is something that I, I keep noticing that Anthony Smith, uh, that's like one big flaw that he has in his game is the leg kicks. I think I said it when, when I started doing the when I started doing the show, I 
one of the first uh, breakdowns I did was that card was when he fought Uzumir. And I said the same thing, that the leg kicks are what really affected him, and it's something he needed to work on. And here we are two fights later. He fought John Jones. I also, I'm still surprised John Jones didn't really uh, use leg kicks more, seeing that he's one of the best one of the best person to uh, one of the best leg kickers in the world. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't do that. Alexander Gustafson did do that in this fight, and it was it looked like it was starting to be effective um, on the feet. It looked like Gustafson was, was starting to get his rhythm, was starting to get um, starting to get more in control of the fight. And then the fourth round happened, and it was a, a, a scramble, and. Anthony Smith ended up getting on. I think Gustafson tried to take Anthony Smith down. Uh, Smith reversed, and he ended up on. He ended up getting Gustafson back, and from there he just pretty much, pretty much just controlled it from there. Uh, it looked like at one point he was gonna fall off, you know, like where Gustafson was was trying to stand up and like Smith was would flip off, but he like he really controlled his hips, like, really good, um, where Gustin was in that stance, you know, trying to throw Smith off, and he was just, he was, he controlled his hips so good, and, like, even while doing that, at first he just had the two hooks, and then he ended up turning into a body triangle, you know, in that position, and then from there, he just flattened out Gustin, got the choke, and got the tap, um, beautiful performance by Anthony Smith. Beautiful uh, fit finish. It was a good performance. As, you know, I felt like he was winning anyway. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how the judges had it, but I felt like he was winning, and it was just a beautiful finish, um, showing that he he is a real legit uh, fighter. That you know, I think a lot of people are just not giving him credit for that. Seeing that he he got he kind of got dominated by John Jones, people are not really giving him credit that he's that John Jones is just that fucking guy that. <laughs> That nobody can figure out. Um, it was more so John being being better than than it was Smith being um, than Smith being bad. It was more Jones being good and Smith being bad. Um, so Anthony Smith, you know, I wonder where he goes. I think Anthony Smith, the, the smart thing for him to do would uh, wait for the winner. Well, I mean, not even wait because it's only a month away. But go for the winner of uh, John Blakovich versus Luke Rockhold, which, you know, if it's Luke Rockhold, the UFC could sell the shit out of that fight, seeing that uh, Anthony Smith, you know, kind of went on a rant on him on on, the, on that one press conference. Um, or he could fight Dominic Reyes, uh, which is another fight that makes sense in the division. So he has a lot of, he kind of has, he has a pretty good option right now. And he's, gonna, he's in a really good position. Um, so that's good for him. Alexander Gustin, uh, he retired after the fight. It's so Jim Manuel, I forgot to say that. Jim Manuel retired, um, and Gustin retired as well, which I, I kind of figured he would do if he lost his fight. Uh, I felt like there just wasn't anything else for him to do. So I, to me, it made sense that he retired. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't really shocked by it. And I, I don't really think a lot of people were. I think kind of a lot of people were kind of thinking the same thing. Um, but, yeah, he just retired. Um, that's pretty much it for the UFC card. Now we'll go to the boxing fight, uh, which was Anthony Joshua versus Andrew Ruiz. 
and <laughs> this is this is a, a really good fight. Um, Andrew Ruiz, obviously, uh, you should know by now that he came in on I think what was it four week notice um, to fight. You know what people, what most people consider the number one heavyweight in the world. I never, I never really considered Joshua that, um, but a lot of people did. Uh, and the fight started. Um, the first two rounds were more of a feeling out process. That's the best way to put it. I, I, they'll probably, I'll say that they probably split it. I think Ruiz got round one, or Joshua got round two, or probably the judges gave Joshua both rounds because um, there wasn't really much action. Round three came, and round three uh, started off good. The action kind of started to pick up a little bit. Not, not much, but a little bit in the beginning of the round. Uh, and then just a quick exchange, and Joshua threw, I mean, it was it was a beautiful combination that he threw. It was a uppercut. He threw a, a right uppercut in the orthodox stance. He went right uppercut, left hook. It was so quick, and it was so it was such a beautiful combination, and it, it knocked Ruiz down. Um, but when he knocked him down, it didn't really look like Ruiz was like out of it, like like he was in danger of really being finished. Um, I, I, it, I'm not gonna say it was a flash knockdown because it wasn't a flash knockdown. I mean, it was a legit knockdown. Um, but it didn't. As soon, it was like it was like almost as soon as Ruiz hit the floor, he was he was fine again. Uh, he got up. It didn't look like his legs were sh- like you know he was on wobbly legs or anything. He looked fine. Uh, and Joshua came in, trying to finish the fight. Uh, he threw like a straight hand, a straight right hand. He, he hit Ruiz. Ruiz kind of close distance. Then he he kind of got everything back together again. Uh, then they he started. Joshua kept throwing punches. And Ruiz started slipping, uh, and then he finally countered uh, Ruiz, uh, Joshua through a he threw like a couple hooks. He threw a right hook. Uh, Ruiz slipped it and came back with his own left hook, and it, it, it he hit it landed on the temple and completely fucking just rocked Joshua's world. Um, he was wobbly all over the place. Uh, Ruiz it went in the it was mainly that punch because the follow-up punches that Ruiz did, there wasn't really anything major that really knocked him down. It was it was mainly that left hook and just a couple of follow-up, just a flurry of punches that that knocked him down, that knocked Joshua down. Um, and then you can see the difference of when they both got knocked down. You know, when Ruiz got knocked down, like I said, he got up and he seemed fine. He seemed like he was ready to go. When Joshua got knocked down, you could see that he was in uh, way more trouble. Than Ruiz was, and Ruiz, to his credit, um, didn't go in trying to finish the fight right there. And that you know, I kind of the the commentary for the for the zone, just I kind of I didn't I didn't really it didn't really bother me when uh, during the Canelo versus uh, Jacob fight, but for this fight, kind of did because as soon as Ruiz got knocked down, you heard I don't even know we we heard uh, one of the commentators say Joshua is a brilliant finisher. Just watch this. Ten seconds later, you see fucking Joshua on the floor, uh, 
her way more than what Ruiz was. And and then like forty seconds left, you heard Sergio Mora say, you know, these forty seconds are the the most important the most important um, seconds of Andrew Ruiz's career. Like this is only basically saying that that was his only chance to win the fight. But I mean, if you don't know boxing, Andrew Ruiz is a motherfucker. He, I mean, he he's a legit fighter. Just a lot of people don't know about him, and he didn't have that breakout win yet. Um, and finally, he got it. And you know, the, yeah, it kind of bothered me when the commentary said that you know that he these forty seconds are the most important seconds of his career. But he, I mean, he fought just so patiently. He just waited, waited. Ten seconds left. He uh, landed a just a jab right hand, just a one-two. Um, it backed Joshua to a corner, and then again it was just another flurry of punches. And down went Joshua again. Uh, Ten seconds left in the round. He he damn near almost went out of the ring. Um, and he he got he did get saved by the bell, without a doubt. So, I mean, Joshua answered, I mean, Ruiz answered the, uh, you know, getting knocked down with two knockdowns of, own, of his own and two probably more impactful knockdowns, I would say. Uh, it w- they weren't like a flash knockdown. Where you can see even going into the fourth round, it took Joshua like a minute to kind of finally start moving the movie the same way he always does. It took him about a minute, you know, uh, Ruiz just not really worrying it, kind of kind of knowing that he was going to have another chance or just not even just another chance, just more chances to to catch Joshua. Didn't rush in and didn't do anything stupid. Uh, he took, he picked his shots perfectly um, and it, it just it worked out for him. Uh, round four, round five, round six. Uh, I, I talk about round four. Round four and round five first. Those two rounds were, um, you can kind of split them. You could, I would probably say you give uh, Ruiz round four and Joshua round five. I think Joshua came back in round five. Uh, I think he landed like a really good left hook. And, you know, I, I, I gave Joshua round five. Now, round six, the beginning part of round six, Joshua was starting to look like he finally, even though I said he ran round five, he kind of, it was you can edge it to him. Round six, it looked like he was kind of getting back to how he was looking at the beginning of the fight, um, throwing more combinations and landing them uh, in the beginning of round six. Towards the end, maybe like the last minute, Ruiz started closing the distance, started landing way more body shots and, you know, fainting the body shot, going up high. And to me, you could see the momentum, the momentum of the fight switch. Where even though it had it had kind of switched, uh, not kind of it majorly switched in round three, it kind of went back to like the neutral, like where nobody really had momentum on the side in the middle and and round like four or five and between in round four and five, um, the end of round six, to me Ruiz started to gain more momentum. He ended that round real strong uh, with a couple more flurry of punches and just body shots, uh, left hooks, right hands. You know, to, when after the end of the sixth round, I kind of said to myself, like, I think Ruiz had more momentum. I think I, was, I think Ruiz 
uh, has got momentum again. That you know he finally he regained it. Um, round seven happened pretty fast, pretty early in the round. I would say like the first like maybe forty seconds. They exchanged left hooks, uh, and it looked like Joshua got the better of the exchange. I mean, his head like snap uh, Ruiz's head snapped back, but he's the one that came forward, um, and Joshua took a step back, and then Ruiz just again another flurry of punches, uh, just a right. It was mainly a right. It was the left hook obviously that started, it. and then the it was like a straight right hand that like really snapped Joshua's head back. And then again, another flurry punch, and that went Joshua again. Um, he got up, and then he pretty much just went back down, and then um, the fight was pretty much over. Uh, the referee gave him plenty of opportunities to, to you know, come forward. Uh, come forward. He said, "You want to continue?" He goes, "Yeah." Joshua said, "Yeah." Uh, he said, "Okay, fight," and he didn't come forward. He asked him again. He said, "Yeah." Didn't come forward. And then the referee just stopped it. And there wasn't really too much of a big protest by Joshua. Um, I think he knew that he was just done. That, that it's pretty much, uh, that's, pretty, that's kind of the way I kind of see it. They kind of knew that he was just done. Um, and I, I was kind of surprised that, that there wasn't a lot of protesting about the, about the finish. Because Joshua uh, spit his mouthpiece out. Uh, the referee had it in his hand, and it kind of looked like Joshua was kind of waiting for the mouthpiece to 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 be put back in, back into his mouth, and the referee never put it back. So I was I was kind of expecting the more fans to kind of protest the stoppage, but I was kind of I'm kind of glad that they didn't because I thought had the fight continued, I think just I didn't really see a way that Joshua could. Uh, could kind of change the fight back. You know, it looked like his punches weren't really hurting Ruiz at that point. Um, it, it just Ruiz had the, just had the, just had everything on his side by that by that point. All the momentum, uh, just everything on his side. Um, and there's been reports that Joshua got, I think, got knocked out, not uh, just knocked down. Or stun, whatever you want to say, in in training camp a couple of weeks before the fight, or it might have been the week of the fight, or whatever it was. And you know, that they they said that, so who knows if that's true, but that's what they've said. Um, and who knows if that affected the fight? I think just Ruiz just had just might have had his number, um, and Ruiz, you know, made history, becoming the first uh, Mexican. Heavyweight champion, which is, which is huge. Um, me being a Mexican, I was like extremely happy about that. Um, he's the first Mexican, the boxing champion. He's not the first uh, combat sports uh, heavyweight champion. Kenny Velasquez is the first. Um, but that's pretty much it for the boxing. Um, and they've already talked about doing a rematch in November, December. Uh, I think Ruiz, they're talking about doing it in the UK. I think Ruiz should kind of, kind of say like "fuck you" to them and just say that the fight's gonna happen where I, I want it to be, um, where he, which is where he wants it to be. He wants to be in either the US or in Mexico, uh, 
him him winning the fight, I feel like he has uh, more power to to make the decision. But who knows? Um, and that's pretty much it for last week's fight. So now we'll talk about. I mean, this boxing this weekend, Triple G. Uh, kind of expecting. I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, you expect him to win. Um, I don't even have really a doubt, a doubt in my mind that he's gonna lose. Um, and I wonder how many people are really gonna watch that card. I don't really think a lot of people are gonna care about it. Uh, but then the big fights this weekend, UFC 238. Great card. Really, really good card. Um, it's such a, it's a stacked card from top to bottom. Uh, if you're a, Hard, uh, if you're a hardcore fan, it's, it's, it's a stacked card. If you're kind of a casual fan, it's kind of an all right card, I would say. Um, but hardcore fans, the, this this card is awesome. Um, the pre, the prelims could be a fight night. Just the prelims. You have uh, Ricardo Lamas versus Calvin Cater. That's a great fight. That's that's to open up the prelims. Um, that's just opened up the ESPN prelims, not the, not the UFC Fight Pass prelims. Uh, but even the UFC Fight, uh, Fight Pass prelims are not even that bad. They're actually, uh, pretty decent. But the, the prelims, uh, Ricardo Lamas, Calvin Cater, that's a great fight. Um, uh, you got, who was, was after that? You have Aljamain Sterling versus um, who's he fighting? Pedro Munoz, which is a fight that I feel like a lot of people are not even really thinking about. Uh, I feel like that fight should probably have been on the main card, but they're putting it on the prelims. And that fight, I mean, I think without doubt that whoever wins that fight is the next uh, title contender. They're number one contender. Whoever wins that fight is the number one contender, without a doubt. Um, I think. I mean, that's a hard one to pick, too. Uh, Aljamain Sterling has been on... After getting knocked out by Marlon Moraes, he's kind of come back, and he's won, I think, his last three fights. Maybe mm, three, two or three. I, I don't really remember his opponents, but he, he finished it off with beating Jimmy Rivera, uh, which was a really good win for him. And now he's fighting Pedro Munoz. Pedro Munoz obviously coming off that huge win. Cody Garbrandt. Uh, knocking him out in the first round, and that was a really good fight. Um, so I, I can't, I can't really pick a winner. Um, I think Azumi Sterling's kind of his movements could give Pedro Munoz some problems, but Munoz can take a shot, and he has really good power. Um, Sterling has shown that he can get hit. So it's tough, it's a tough one to pick. There's one more that I can't think about. Who the hell? I know there's four fights, and all four of them are really big fights. Not big fights, but you know what I'm saying. They're pretty good fight. Um, I know, I know which one the feature it is, but I can't think of the. I cannot think of the. Um, there's, there's one more fight. Let me look it up real quick. I know it's Tatiana Suarez versus versus Nina Ansaroff. See. Oh, Carolina uh, versus Alexa Grasso. Yeah, that's a pretty good fight too. Um, 
that fight, that's, that's pretty short notice fight too, I think. Oh, not really. Carolina just fought in, in March when she lost to Michelle Watterson. Um, Alexis Rousseau, I haven't seen her fight in a while. But she's kind of, I think she's on like a two fight losing streak. Uh, and she's pretty, she's more of a striker than anything. And so is Carolina. So this is more going to be a striking match. And I think Carolina's probably going to get that one. She's just kind of more, um, I think, I think she's a little bit just better on the feet. And then Tatiana Suarez, Dina Ansarov, that's, uh, I think, uh, a lot of people are thinking that that's, that's a number one contender fight. I still don't know. Uh, nobody really knows. But it, it seems that way. It will, it seems if Tatiana wins, she's without a doubt getting a title shot. That's what the media and everybody kind of thinks. Uh, obviously Michelle Watterson would have something to say to that. And so, you know, but Nina Ansaroff could very well win this fight. She has really, she showed uh, really good skills against Claudia, uh, beating her in her last fight. Um, so this fight, it's a, it's a really good fight. I'm surprised that this fight is on the prelims too. Like I said, I mean, the fucking prelims could be a fight night. Like if you put this on ESPN Plus, I don't think anybody would really be mad. Um, but, yeah, the, that's, uh, I think Tatiana should win. Um, her wrestling is just better than everybody's in the division. So I think I'm expecting her to win. Um, uh, but, you know, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if she loses. You never know if the moment gets, oh, it's not really that big, not even that big of a moment. But, uh, she has a lot of momentum going on, you know, I think. A lot of people are looking at her to be uh, the next star in the UFC, and more in the females MMA. And I think she has all the potential to do that. Um, so I'm gonna go for. I'm gonna pick her to win by decision or maybe a third round uh, finish. I think she she you know, she really is like the female Khabib. Um, and then the main card. The main card starts off with. I think Taitui Vasa versus is a black boy, Ivanov, something like that. Uh, both guys. I don't think Ivanov's coming off. I know Taitui obviously Taitui Vasa coming off that loss to uh, Junior Santos. I know Ivanov fought uh, Dos Santos, but I don't know if that was his last fight. I feel like he had one more fight after that and he won. That's why I think. But yeah, this is pretty. This is a fun fight. Um, even if it's, he's not, he's not a, you know, he's no joke. Um, but I'm going to pick Tuivasa. Uh, well, I don't know. This is, this is a tough one too, but I'll pick Tuivasa to win by maybe second round TKO. Um, again, very well. Ivanov could very well win. And then you got Jimmy Rivera versus Peter Yan. Um, they're kind of really pushing uh, Yan right now. Um, he just, he's coming off a win against John Dawson. Well, both of them are, I think. Both of them coming off wins against John Dawson. Um, so, uh, 
Jim Rivera, he's not really like great at finishing fights. Most of his fights go to decision. Um, Jan, he kind of, he's more of a pre-throw. He's a really good pressure fighter. And I'm going to pick him to win. I pick Jan to win, but by decision. Uh, I think he wins by decision. And I don't think it's going to be that great. I think that fight's going to be kind of a, I don't think, I don't think it's really going to be that good of a fight. Um, and then we have the fight of all fucking fights. We have Tony Ferguson versus Cowboy Cerrone, which I I think I talked about last week, which I said, I don't even know why the UFC put it on this card. I'm not mad at it, but I was confused when they said that, that they felt like this card needed help. I mean, I just kind of listed off all the fucking fights. I feel like this card is one of the best cards we've seen in a while. Um, as far as just stacked from top to bottom, not, you know, not really with names. I think they said this this card has the most fighters on it that are actually ranked. That kind of tells you something that these fights really mean something. Uh, each fight really means something. You you're not really getting a lot of random matches. You're getting fights that really mean something. Uh, a fights that all that all have a storyline to them, tied to them. Whether it's just up and coming contenders looking to to get in, you know, maybe higher in the higher rankings or in the Tatiana Suarez uh, case or and even in Tony Ferguson and Cowboy Cerrone case, fights that kind of dictate if they're, the winner of that kind of gets the title shot or not. Um, so that's why I feel like this card was one of the biggest cards of the year. And then they just add Tony Ferguson versus Cowboy Cerrone out of nowhere. Um, well, I think that one was four weeks notice too. I think, yeah, because they announced it, um, like a day before UFC 237. Or I think, yeah, yeah, because they announced it on, on like the, on the weigh-ins. Um, but this fight is such a tough fight to pick. I've gone back and forth multiple times. I think more people are going on the side of Tony Ferguson wins. Just, just based on how the, his style. But as like the fight week is getting kind of closer and closer to actually the fight day, I've seen more and more people pick Cowboy to win. Um, and the one thing I don't like, I don't like how people are kind of, you know, they're saying, okay, this fight is good, but the question is, how is Tony mentally? I really don't feel like that has a big factor in this fight. A lot of people are kind of using it like this could be a huge factor. To me, it's not. To me, it's... It to me doesn't really have anything to 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 do with the fight at all. Uh, I think Tony is just gonna come game as he always is. Cowboy's gonna come as he always is. Hopefully, you know we all know he comes in. Sometimes he 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 um he gets like those anxiety attacks, not anxiety attacks, just a nervous breakdown before the fights. Um, but this fight is such a hard one. I mean. Tony comes in real, he, he, I mean, he's, he comes out the gate fast. Uh, Cowboy's a slow starter. Cowboy, I just saw an interview today. Cowboy said that, you know, he, he kind of knows that he needs to start fast as well. Um, he's expecting a slow start, or he's expecting a fast start, I should say. Um, but I don't, I have no idea. I'm going to go with Tony. Just based on how wild he is, just just how he throws, 
Well, I can say this. Out of both of them, I think the more technical fighter is Cowboy, without a doubt. He throws more uh, more perfect shots where he, you know, he'll, he'll time you perfectly, which is something he's really good at, which is something that really could help him in the fight is him timing his opponent really good. We've seen it in his last two fights. Alexander Hernandez kept timing that knee. Uh, Ike Quinta kept timing everything. He kept, yeah, pretty much tied, uh, timed everything. And, he, you know, he's good at that. Um, against Tony, it's going to be kind of tough because he kind of, Tony smothers you. Um, throws elbows. He, he, th- he uses everything he has on his body to hit you with. And I feel like that's, that's going to have a factor in, I think, the pressure. Even Tony said himself, you know, he said that probably the biggest thing that he needs is conditioning in this fight. Um, and I think I kind of feel the same way. I feel like the person who going into that third round or even the second round, the person who has a bigger gas tank is probably the person who's going to win. Um, but I'm going to go. I just, I just have to go with Tony. Even though both of these guys are my favorite, well, two of my favorite fighters. It's a hard one to pick, but I'm going to go Tony. Uh, how do, by what? Um, I don't think, I don't think we're going to see submissions. I think both of their ground games are really, are really good. Um, I'm not really expect. I'm expecting it to go to the ground, but I'm not expecting it to be a finish on the ground. I'm not expecting a submission win by either of these guys. Um, I mean, I'm either expecting a decision or a knockout. And I think Tony's going to get this fight done either by a second round finish or by decision. But I'm kind of, you know, kind of a shady, shady pick here because I'm, I'm going to say Cowboy can do the same thing. He can win the decision three round. Um, or he could just catch because we know Cowboy gets better the, the longer the fight goes um, so you know we could see we could very well see Cowboy catch Tony Ferguson at one point like we saw Pettis catch Ferguson and all of a sudden he, you know he he finished the fight which I kind of feel like Cowboy is kind of a better finisher than Pettis is um, he doesn't really jump on you he kind of picks you apart when he has you hurt um so that's, that's my pick. That's, take, figure out what I'm, what I'm trying to say here. Um, then the other two title fights, Jessica I versus Valentin Mitrochenko for the flyweight title. Um, Jessica I is a huge underdog for a reason. Uh, I'm expecting her to lose. I'm expecting Valentina to kind of, to really win, to win pretty handily. Um, I think she'll get the fight done by third or fourth round. Uh, finish, probably more like, probably like rounded pound finish, something like that. Um, that's my that's my prediction, like a fourth round finish, whether it's TKO or just a submission, submission victory. Um, for for Valentina. And then the main event, Henry Cejudo versus Marlon Moraes. Uh, this is a really good fight. Um. A lot of people are not really even talking about this main event. I don't feel like 
I don't feel like a lot of people are really talking about the main event. I think more people are talking about Tatiana Suarez, um, and Ferguson and uh, Tony Ferguson and Cowboy. I feel like the, the other two fights that people are really talking about, um, and this is a huge fight. I feel like out of all the the three champ champ fights, these, this is one or there's been four. Um, this one's been like the really the lowest one that people have been talking about. Um, Henry Cejudo is going up in weight to challenge for the 135 belt against Marlon Moraes. Uh, in the this is vacant since you know obviously TJ tested positive. Um, this fight is a it's a pretty tough one to pick too. Uh, they both have really good momentum on their side. Henry Cejudo coming off uh, coming off two wins over arguably the two best fighters. Uh, in the world, which you know, his TJ fight kind of tainted. Uh, not for his, not his fault, but you know, TJ's fault. Um, but not really. It's not even tainted because he still beat him, even though TJ cheated. Uh, Suhuro beat him, and then he he beat uh Demetrius Johnson, and by a uh, decision, two victories. You know, two, uh, two great fighters. Marlon Rice coming off a, what, 3-5 victory? No. 4, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it's 3 or 4 straight victories. He beat John Dodson. And then he beat Aljamain Sterling. Yeah, it's 4. And then he beat Jimmy Rivera. And then he beat... Um, Rafael Sunshine. And his only loss in the UFC was to a Sunshine. He eventually was the first round submission victory. Um... Marlon is so, he's so quick on the feet. And I feel like that's going to really give him trouble. Uh, I feel like, I feel like that's going to give Cejudo uh, trouble. He's so quick on his feet. He throws his kicks so quick. Um, punches and everything. I think that's going to really give Cejudo a lot of problems. Even though Cejudo's fast, um, too. Even though he's fast too, I think, I'm going to give him to Marlon. I think Marlon is just a little bit of a better striker than Cejudo is. And I'm going to have to pick Marlon on this one. I think him being a bigger fighter, uh, we know Cejudo has the wrestling. Probably the, yeah, he has the wrestling advantage. Um, yeah, but will he, will, will he be able to control Marlon five rounds or, you know, until he gets a finish on the ground for, for however many, However, amount of time, do I think he's going to be able to do that to Marlon? No. I think Marlon kind of get, I think, I think Marlon kind of, I think he's going to go to the third round. I think Marlon gets the fight by the, by finish in the third round. Um, I think he just picks apart Suhudo and gets a victory in the third round. Um, that's pretty much it. Those are my picks. Uh, I'm super excited for this fight card. Uh, I feel like a lot of people should be. Um, I feel like a lot of people are not even talking about this card. You know, as far as compared to, to a lot of cards, a lot of people are not really talking about this card. I feel like you should be. This card is one of the best. People are, people are kind of already talking about the, the, the International Fight Week card, the July 4th card. People are already talking about that card or in August. September, you know, they're talking about those cards and already kind of overlooking this card. Um, but this card, 
Uh, oh, well, 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 I'm done talking about this part. But a fight has been announced. We got uh, Khabib versus Poirier, which we already knew was kind of going to happen. It wasn't really a shock, but they officially announced it. September 7th at Abu Dhabi. Um, UFC 242. And I can't think of anything else that has been announced. Um, I really can't. But, but, um, what else has been announced? The unboxing, what's been announced is Wilder signed up. He he tweeted that he signed up to fight Fury in the begin and I don't, sometime in twenty twenty. Um, I know last week I kind of I went on a pretty big rant on Wilder saying that I really respected him for fighting Luis Ortiz again, um, even though that was one of his toughest fights, if not his toughest fight. Uh, the only really the only person to really have have him hurt like that Ortiz really had Wilder hurt. And I forget, I forget what round it was, but he really had him damn near out of there. And for Wilder, to, you know, to take it again, I, I really respected Wilder for that. But this news, I did not like at all. I did not like him uh, signing up to fight Fury again uh, sometime in 2020. I felt like I felt like it kind of shows that he that maybe he's overlooking. Luis Ortiz, and I feel against a guy like Luis Ortiz, you cannot, you cannot do that. Ortiz is so fucking good. He's such a good fighter, uh, such an overlooked fighter. You don't think about him. You think about the heavyweights right now. You, a lot of people are not even gonna think about Ortiz, but he's such a good fighter. He has such an awkward style. Um, so you know, I don't, I didn't, I didn't like it at all. I don't like how he kind of already signed it. I feel like you should have just waited for that. To, you should have waited to do that after the fight. Uh, but, but I don't know. I don't know. If the, I don't know if he signed it and said that regardless of whatever happens, they're fighting. Because I think even with that, that's kind of stupid. Because if Wilder loses, that takes a lot of steam off of of anybody really wanting to see him fight Fury. You're not really gonna want to see that. So you know. Even though I respect Wilder, to me right now, he's probably my favorite heavyweight right now. Uh, I didn't like this move by him. And that's pretty much it. That's, I'll, I'll stop it at that today. Uh, damn, we have a long ass episode. Um, that's pretty much it. So follow me on Instagram at the underscore fight underscore hour. Uh, you can listen to the podcast SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. And yep, just follow me, yo. Uh, comment on on well, comment where you listening to this at. Comment on the Instagram post. Uh, ask me any questions. I'll answer them. Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. So that's pretty much all I got for today. So thank you for listening to the fight hour. I'll see you next week when I break it down, when I review all the fights. Um, this is episode 37, I believe. So thank you for listening and I'll see you next week.